we are wrapping up a series that we actually began a while ago, and the series is on overflowing wealth. Now, we've been talking about the basic biblical principles of wealth and what the Lord shows us that we need to be uh, doing if we want to see that in our lives. So we've talked about a few of the principles. This is our last principle we're going to talk about. So we talked about uh, giving as a principle. We talked about working hard as a principle. We talked about resisting greed or having self-control. And then today we're talking about gaining wisdom. Let me give you our key verses that we've been reading. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. It says, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. So who gives power to get wealth? God, of course. Aunts and uncles, it's the Lord that does that, okay? And uh, that's a good thing to remember. And of course, he says why he's doing it. He wants you to overflow for kingdom purposes, his kingdom. And John 10, verse 10, says the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Or as one version says, an abundant life. That word abundant gives the idea of overflowing. That's Jesus' words, and he is saying, hey, my whole purpose, I want to give you an abundant life. He didn't come to give you a horrible, painful Terrible life. The thief is the one who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But God can take anything that's horrible and ugly and turn it for good if we'll just say, do it, please. He will turn it for good. So remember that. God brings good things. God wants abundance. But no matter where you're at, no matter what the enemy has done, stolen, happened, right from there, put it in God's hands and watch him bring something good from it. All right? Because he will. And he says he wants us to be blessed. Now, I want you to understand something. Uh, For those of you who have been here for the messages, you've heard me say this. I'm going to say it again. You're not going to reach God's potential in wealth for you by simply practicing one principle. You can't just give and expect to have an abundance but not go to work. It's not going to happen. You're like, well, didn't their verse say if I give, he'd pour out? It does, but they all work together. God's scripture balances against itself. It actually says scripture interprets scripture. So you can't just take one part and only focus on that. It's not going to work. Okay, so giving is a way the blessing comes, but what does he bless? He blesses the work of your hands. In Bible times, he blessed their crops. In other words, their business or their job. You see, so they have to work together. So working hard is a principle that we already looked at, that wealth comes. But if you only work hard, you never give, or you have no self-control, you'll still be poor. Don't put your hands up, but I can guarantee I can ask people, you know, have you worked hard and seem to never have enough? It means you've figured out the work hard principle, but there's some other principles you need to get involved in your life. And self-control is a big one, because no matter how much we have, Nowadays, we can easily spend it all in no time short. And if you were here on our message about self-control, I shared a number of stories about people who won the lottery and were broke within a really short time. 
Because a large sum of money doesn't make you wealthy. Having the principles and effect and overflow coming and knowing how to manage it and look after it makes you wealthy. Okay? So we've looked at that in the past, and today we're going to look at the final principle. It's called gaining wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to properly apply knowledge gained. Okay, knowledge and wisdom are sometimes interchanged, but there is a difference between the two. Knowledge is knowing something. Wisdom is knowing what to do with what you know. I had someone last night at the end of service tell me, oh, I've got an example for you, so I'm going to tell you their example. They said, you can know that a tomato is a fruit. That's knowing. Wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. And then they said, and we'll add on to that, philosophy is wondering if ketchup is a smoothie. Anyhow. So there is a difference between wisdom and knowledge. You see, you gain knowledge about something, and we're talking finance, maybe you gain knowledge about investing. But wisdom is what you gain to learn how to actually do it. Okay, you can know investing is a good idea. That's knowledge. Wisdom is I know how to do it, and I begin doing it. You can have knowledge without wisdom. You can just know a lot and never do anything with it. But you can't have wisdom without knowledge. So they kind of work together. Now here's another example. Maybe you know you need a job to pay your bills. That's knowledge. Yeah, I know I need a job to pay my bills. Wisdom says, I'm going to make resumes. I'm going to get up early and go take them to places I want to work. Do you see the difference? So wisdom takes you where you want to go. A Bible example of wisdom and knowledge being different is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's nine gifts listed, and the first two are the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, meaning they're different. Maybe when you hear that, you're like, well, they sound the same. So a word of knowledge by the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit speaks a knowing about your situation. There's something about your situation is known. Wisdom gives you direction what to do about what is known. And prophecy tells you where the Lord wants you to be, if you want to take it a step further. So wisdom and knowledge. I find they often go together, and they're important. And what about you and I? with knowledge and wisdom. Wisdom can change your future. The wisdom to know how to do something can help you to go from, I can't do it, to, wow, look what we're doing. That felt felt better. Okay. Gaining wisdom can give us the ability, listen to this, gaining wisdom can give you the ability to create and manage wealth. And this is scriptural. Proverbs 14 and 24. Wisdom can make you rich, but foolishness leads to more foolishness. So wisdom is a part of seeing wealth come. Listen to 2 Chronicles chapter 1 and verse 11. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Solomon. And uh, I have preached slightly on this before, but let me share it again. Solomon was one of the wealthiest men in the Bible. Solomon was a follower of God, and Solomon's wealth came from God's blessing. 
You see, Solomon became king, and he was in prayer, and God said, ask me whatever you want, and I'm going to give it to you. And Solomon chose to ask for wisdom. And God answers his request in 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verse 11. God said to Solomon, because your greatest desire is to help your people, and you did not ask for wealth, riches, fame, or even the death of your enemies, or a long life, but rather you asked for wisdom and knowledge to properly govern my people. I will certainly give you the wisdom and knowledge you requested, but I will also give you wealth, riches, and fame such as no other king has had before you or will ever have in the future. God gave the blessing, but I can tell you this, the wisdom that he gave was also where the wealth came from. How do we know that? Because we read through Solomon's life and we see that great wisdom came in every area and everything he did prospered because of wisdom. So he made contracts and treaties with surrounding uh, towns and countries and even enemy countries he made treaties with. And when Solomon reigned, there was no battles where they came in and took over. Did you know that? How come? Wisdom. You see, wisdom shows you how to deal with people and finances and to move forward and be blessed. And Solomon was blessed. In 2 Chronicles 9 verse 11, it says, King Solomon became richer and wiser than any other king on earth. In chapter 9, there's a few things listed about the wealth. It says that every year he received 25 tons of gold. Some of you are like, I'd just like to gold pan and get a couple nuggets. 25 tons? That's roughly $1.8 billion uh, dollars a year. He owned 12,000 horses. Anybody here ever owned a horse? You have to be rich to own one horse. They eat so much, I'm telling you. Whew. They are like, you know, a luxury. You don't have horses anymore to do work for you or make money. They're like a luxury and they cost money. Now, in his day, they would have been used for battles and different things. But there was great wealth even in horses. It says that he made silver as stone and cedar trees like willow bushes. So silver was so abundant in his kingdom, it wasn't even worth anything. It was like gravel on the ground. That's amazing, isn't it? So wealth came, and it was abundant. And because Solomon asked, Solomon asked or for wisdom, God blessed him abundantly, even in the area of wealth. And wealth never destroyed him, because he had wisdom. You see, an abundance of wealth can actually destroy people if they don't have wisdom. And of course, some of those stories I've read to you about people getting, winning the lottery, and many of them, their lives were destroyed because they didn't have the wisdom how to handle it. But you and I, we're asking for wisdom. And we're saying, Lord, we want the wisdom so that whatever you bring us, we can use it well. So seek wisdom first. And of course, I'm going to give you some verses about it. Proverbs 16, 16. How much better to get wisdom than gold? And to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Why? Why would you want wisdom and knowledge instead of gold and silver? I'd rather someone comes and drops $10,000 at my door. That's better. It's not better. 
Because you see, a handout can change your financial situation for a short time. But wisdom and understanding can change your financial situation for the rest of your life. That's why it's better to be chosen. Scripture tells us that gaining wisdom is the main thing, no matter what. Proverbs 4 verse 7 says it like this, Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. What's the principal thing? Get wisdom. Luke 10 and verse 38, we read a story of Jesus and some of his followers. And I want us to go there now. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. And Mary has discovered it. And it will not be taken away from her. What was the one thing that Mary discovered? She discovered at that moment she needed to learn from Jesus. She needed to gain wisdom, and she sat at his feet and learned. You see, everywhere Jesus went, he was teaching. The very definition of a follower of Christ is a disciple, someone who's willing to be taught and learn. And Jesus was very clearly saying to Martha, Martha, the regular duties will always be here. You're always going to have to empty the garbage the laundry's always going to need to be done. It'll still be there later. <laughs> Some of you are like, oh, don't preach that. Why are you preaching doom and gloom? <laughs> but guess what? The opportunity to gain wisdom will not always be there. Because those opportunities come with situations and people and places that God puts you. And you need to be able to take the opportunity and learn. Wisdom. You see, if gaining wisdom is not important to us, we will not make time for it. We will just continue to do what we've always done. We will just continue to go around the circle. We will do it the same way and we will complain, but gaining wisdom, it needs to be important enough that we make time or sacrifice to obtain it. I'm thankful for each of you here this morning. You made time to come. You made time to come to worship, to hear a message. You could have took on more hours at work. You could have just, you know, well, I need more money. I, I got lots of laundry to do. You could have all stayed home and done laundry. But you get the point. Thank you. You made time. But there are other opportunities of wisdom that you also need to make time for. Opportunities where God wants you to learn and grow in an area that he is going to bless you in. Opportunities to learn in the area of finance. How do we get wisdom? So we talked about how important it is in our lives and also in the area of wealth. But how do we get it? There's a couple points I'm going to give you today how to get wisdom. Number one point. You've got to be humble and admit you don't know everything. 
this is tough for some people. Sometimes people, you got to tell them something and you think you're saying I'm stupid. Sometimes there's a wall that comes up. You got to take those down. Just be willing to learn from anybody and admit, I don't know everything. I'm okay with that. All right? The opposite, of course, of being humble is pride. Proverbs 11 verse 2 says, pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Okay? Just be humble enough to admit that you can learn from others. Proverbs 18 verse 2, fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. It's the people thing. We often don't want to hear somebody else's opinion. We want to just share our own. And God says that's being foolish if you can't learn from others. So be willing to learn from others. The second thing, after you've been humble and you realize, yeah, I don't know everything, the second thing is ask God for wisdom. Scripture has so many verses about that. I'll give you a couple. James 1 verse 5, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. Well, there is a great place to start. Okay, I know I don't know everything, and it's simply ask him. Lord, I can use some wisdom. Wow, that isn't even hard, is it? Ephesians 1 verse 16, Paul is praying, and he's praying that God's people would have wisdom. Let's look at verse 16, and we're going to read a few of these. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. I'm going to stop there. You see, God wants his people to have a spirit of wisdom. We're not supposed to be going around just talking all the time, giving our opinions and acting foolish, we're actually supposed to have wisdom when we follow him. Wisdom that people actually want to hear what you have to say. Did you know that if people are going to want to hear what you have to say, you have to be polite. You have to be kind. So, ask God for wisdom. He wants us to have the spirit of wisdom. And then my third point about how you get wisdom. So you're humble, you've asked God. Scripture says you search for it like it's treasure. In other words, it's not going to fall out of the sky and hit you over the head. Sometimes we act like that, don't we? We think, okay, I prayed now, now it should just fall out of the sky, it's going to be all mine, that's great. Scripture says, go after it, search for it like treasure. If I told you that there was treasure in the toddler room that I found out five years ago someone had buried gold in the toddler room, there'd be some of you that'd get up and you'd go find a shovel probably. Let's find it. Cool. Well, there is treasure. It's called wisdom, and you need to search for it. What are you needing wisdom in? Then go and search in that area. Proverbs 2, verse 2 says, Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasure. You may have to read a book to get wisdom. If you don't like reading, sorry to tell you that. But the good news is there may be a podcast on the same thing. You may also be able to find somebody reading the book for you. It's called an audiobook. 
If you want wisdom, it's obtainable. Search for it. I maybe have some people right now taking college courses saying, I am so sick and tired of it. <laughs> Hang in there. When it's over, you're going to be thankful you stuck it out. Finding treasure isn't always easy. It takes work. It even takes investment. I'm talking about real treasure. There's actually real treasure hunters still. You can Google it. There's guys who do treasure hunts of sunken ships. They spend tons of money and research and get teams together and do dives down to find these ships that they are like 90% sure have treasure. And then they bring the treasure up. So how bad do you want wisdom? Search for it like treasure. My final point on how do you get wisdom, learn from others. Learn from others. Proverbs 13.10, where there's strife, there's pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. Can you take advice? Then you're on your way to wisdom. Take advice. They're not telling you you're no good or you don't know anything. They're just giving advice. And if you take advice and learn from it, you become wise. Proverbs 10, verse 8, The wise of heart will receive commandments, but a babbling fool will come to ruin. Okay, that's just a quick verse to say, sometimes to learn, you have to stop talking. My last verse today, Matthew 11, verse 28. Jesus talking to the people, the multitudes around him, unbelievers, Jews, just people. And he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Church, when you decide you want to follow Jesus, you are automatically saying, I am ready to learn. Jesus came to teach Wow, are you ready to learn? Are you ready to gain wisdom this year beyond what you've ever done? Because if you gain wisdom, it is better than getting gold or silver. If you gain wisdom, you will see your life change. If you're here today and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, the wisest thing you can ever do is to say yes to Him. The wisest thing you can ever do is to say, yes, Jesus, I will serve you. I will learn from you. So just where you are, bow your head with me, and I'm going to pray for God's wisdom to overflow his people. Lord, I thank you for your goodness, for your wisdom. You said if we ask you, you'd just pour it out for us. You would give us wisdom. So Lord, right now, as a group, we ask for wisdom to come. Lord, we ask for hearts to be soft. If there's pride keeping us from learning, we just command pride, get out. We humble ourselves and say, yes, we can learn from others. Yes, we can learn from those you put in our things. Lord, we love you, we honor you, and we are wise because of you. And Lord, we ask that you make us even wiser by putting people that we can lead to you. Give us even now a picture in our mind of that person you want us to encourage, to pray for, to bring to church. Who is it? Lord, then give us wisdom how to bring them. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody said, 
Amen.